Hey, Jessica. Oh, wow. I just got wasted for 10 seconds of my life, and now I'm sober. (sighs) Don't you wish you had that kind of control like I do? I just wasted. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sadie Hawkins Pod. Hello. Are you you done messing with your pop screen? My pop screen isn't in the right spot. (laughs) Hello. Welcome to the show. (laughs) How's it going, everybody? My phone's about to die. I need to charge it. I don't want to knock your computer over. Be very careful of me. (laughs) Be very careful of what I do. Okay. Okay. All righty. So welcome back to the podcast. Top of the show business? We do have top of the show business. Oh. Um, Don't trust this computer because it's not my computer. I plugged it into Jessica's. (laughs) Let's see. There are voicemails this week. Nice. So, since we're doing a song this week that's 10 seconds long, should we just call it there? Just make this episode... <laughs> 10 seconds? Yeah, I mean... We've it, already failed. We've already failed, but, like, get out now while the getting's good? No, I mean, maybe. I, had, I have weirdly more deep dive stuff than I thought that I would. Oh, okay. Well, here we have some voicemails. Uh, so, let's play this. And this is not from the usual voicemail group. Hey, Danny Jess. Connor again. Um, so I'm probably in the minority of people that really enjoy Collapsible Lung as a whole. Um, I definitely didn't like it very much when I first heard it, and I actually pre-ordered it on iTunes back in the day, and That's My Jam was the only song you got before the album released. So I was, like, horrified because that song is the worst. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my gosh. I cannot imagine pre-ordering Collapsible I mean, first of all, I'm sorry to Connor because he does like Collapsible Lung, but, like... If uh, the first song I ever heard off of Collapsible Lung was That's My Jam, I mean, really, I guess technically you can only go up from there because That's My Jam is the absolute worst song off that album. Right. but I It, it is if, worse than Gloria. I wonder if anyone also heard that and thought, because last week I got confused between Terminals, which is the Al City-esque bonus track on Forget, uh-huh. and I got conf- that confused with That's My Jam. So I wonder if anyone heard... That's my jam. And it was like, oh, okay, this is a weird, like, super poppy thing, but this is just the bonus track. Like, Terminals, this is just a little standout, I'm sure, right? from what the rest of the album was gonna, ooh, is going to be. Summertime. Oh, I can't. I just can't. It sounds like a Lonely Island song. You want to do I that just song next do week? not like it. Oh. oh. <laughs> um, but I also think it's supposed to be the worst. Like, I, I think that's completely on purpose and it's just a Matt Thiessen Owl City haha really funny but anyway uh, Disaster uh, have lots of thoughts about Disaster and the album and all of those things uh, but Disaster is actually one of my favorite songs on that album personally like I get some very Beatles vibes from it personally um, I also think it's really like classic silly Reliant K like I literally laughed out loud the first time I heard all the horns come blaring in on the verse but in regards to the whole, like, story album collapsible lung debate debate thing, I think that entire concept is kind of weird and doesn't make sense, especially if it's supposed to be a follow-up to collapse, or to forget. Because if this was a follow-up to forget and not slow down, it would mean that the narrator didn't even learn his lesson at the end of the album, which makes forget and not slow down, like, just pointless. Um, but I've had another theory slash idea thing about collapsible lung since shortly after it came out. And several different things factor into this theory, some of which you guys started going into on the episode. 
One is the just like the commercial success of Forget and Not Slow Down. Uh, like, Well Forget is widely regarded amongst Reliant K fans as their best album. I'm pretty sure it got like essentially no radio play at all compared to Mm-hmm and Five Score. I think I might have heard Forget and Not Slow Down the title track like play on the radio maybe one time ever. Um, and along with that fact, Reliant K had been touring for a decade at that point in time, obviously, and recognized in plenty of circles as a Christian band and kind of claimed by the Christian music industry and Christian radio. And, like, that's just a lot of years to have, like, real, like, human experiences with no outlet to talk about them because of the squeaky clean image they have to uphold for Christian audiences because, you know, the Christian music industry is kind of garbage like that. That's true because I'm reminded of the time at a Soul Fest in early 2000s. I've told this story when I started talking to Matt Thiessen about the movie, um, shoot, I've already forgotten the title of it, not how I. Half-Baked? Half-Baked. And I started talking to him about the movie Half Baked, and then I was like, then I suddenly started feeling guilty, like, oh, we're at a Christian festival, maybe I'm going to get Matt Thiessen in trouble. People are going to go to the message boards and talk about how Matt Thiessen has seen a drug movie. <laughs> but my thought, ultimately, was that maybe this is like a Confessions album of sorts, and I'll explain that statement before people jump down my throat. Um, like, I feel like Thiessen has had hundreds of song ideas over the last 20 years that he couldn't record because of the Christian audience that they had. I bet Thiessen has had hundreds of girlfriends over the years. He said hundreds of songs. I said what I said. <laughs> well, I'm sure he did have hundreds of girlfriends over the years, too. So after all of the time and emotional energy he put in to forget for it to not have the kind of, like, wide-reaching commercial success the previous albums did, I think he and Hoops were like, screw it. We have a back catalog of ideas we've never gotten to do because of, like, our audience and everything. So let's just bring some of our friends in and just experiment for this next album. Um, and to clarify that, like, I don't think Thiessen is, like, success-motivated by any means. Like, I don't think Reliant K cares too much if their albums, like, sell a ton. No, I mean, in two episodes, two put collapsible long episodes back, I started getting on the thing, which we didn't talk about with Disaster, of, like, Everyone criticizes Collapsible Lung for being their big pop sensibility, like top 40 record reaching album. And yet it didn't have the push and the marketing that ever would have allowed it to be that. Yeah, no. Like it was a goatee records album. Like it wasn't on CD in a time when Whole Foods still had CDs at the front. And like, you know, people still bought music on on CD a little bit. Definitely the top 40 albums are bought on CDs in 2013. So I'm like, yeah, there is this weird thing. And Connor's talking about it in a different way, but it just reminds me of it. It's like, yeah, I guess that you could say they're not success bound. And like, this is really collapsible on really was in its pop way. Just what Matt Thiessen wanted to do because the album didn't have any chance of actually being on the radio i mean on the radio in that way right because it just clearly didn't have the marketing push it was given this underground marketing push of only being on vinyl you know so i kind of see where connor's going and i agree in a slightly different way in my little tangent there i also don't think that matt and matt would just stop making albums if they didn't sell well obviously because they after collapsible long um but I also don't necessarily think that every one of the experiences 
in the songs on Collapsible Lung is necessarily an experience that Teeson personally had, but it could have been. Um, but I feel like the come down from Forget and Not Slow Down left the band in a really unique position to do whatever they wanted, so they did. And then they had fun with it, which is all they really cared about in the end. And following that train of thought, I think Disaster is probably the most clear representation of the tension of, I'm a human being who experiences human things, but have a traditional Christian image to uphold, which would explain why the line that everyone hates happens in such close proximity to them getting home from church. But yeah, those are all my thoughts. It's all speculation, all conjecture. Um, I have no evidence for any of those things. But yeah, I just feel like like Season and Hoops probably had a lot of ideas that they couldn't write about or record because of their audience, and so they finally took the opportunity to do that. It's Collapse of Love, and especially Disaster. That's it. I'll talk to you guys later. So what do you think of that? Yeah, maybe. Because I'm just wondering, though, like, why not reach out a little more? April agrees. Why not yeah. reach out a little more with Five Score, which, you know, gets that boost to you know, capital. Right. And has like, you know, clearly they're they're trying to put out a slightly more poppy album. So why not put some more of those suggestive themes in there if they're kind of, you know, growing or, or getting away well, from I that? Know, I would say because that's still 2005, no, seven. Yeah. So and it's the album we're talking about today, <laughs> 2007. So, you know, they were still like had that one foot in the Christian festival market mm-hmm. and one yeah. foot in Warp Tour. They like they couldn't I don't think that would have been the album where you could start singing about perfectly normal human emotions that are seen as sinful to the Christian market. That's not the time to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. It it, it kind of makes sense in when you talk about 2013. Right. Right. It's like that's like the the dark ages of the music industry and like everyone's basically figuring out what can they do to keep making music, to keep making a living off of music. And a lot of groups probably rely on cable just like we're not making April. <laughs> April disagrees with me on this one. But they're probably like maybe to Connor's point, like it's 2013 dark ages of the music industry. Let's just do what we want because there's no like guaranteeing that you know this can sustain right yeah an actual living for us at this point yeah I hear Mike Carrera on his podcast talk about like those dark ages of the internet all the time uh, internet those dark ages of the music industry all the time and I now think that's we're in the dark ages right? of the internet <laughs> but that's when like Tom and Yuri left MXPX for a while mm. and like Mike Carrera was just doing what he could and he was pursuing other projects like Tumble Down and stuff because it's like there's no guaranteeing tomorrow as far as a career in the music industry in the right. early 2010s. So just do what you can and what you're comfortable with mm-hmm. and hope that success follows. And so maybe that's where they were by 2013 with Collapsible Long. I mean, we know that like John Schneck said that the reason why John and John and Ethan all pretty much, well, the reason John and John left the band at least is because no one wanted to tour anymore the way they had been. Right. So, or no one could. So, yeah. Uh, we have one more voicemail, and this is from Jolly Old Australia. <laughs> we got our first Australian voicemail. Nice. Hey, guys. This is Chris. Uh, I'm in Australia right now, but I, I'm glad you guys enjoyed my uh, alternate version of Disaster, <laughs> the, the, uh, Deep fried, sexy lyric. Uh, <laughs> glad you guys enjoyed it. Uh, 
So you remember last week? Yeah. We played, it was one of the few derivative YouTube works of Disaster. This is the yeah. guy who made it. Nice. And he's going to tell us the origin of that video because you thought... You, yeah, I played it, and you were like, you made this, didn't you, Danny? And I'm like, nope, no, I didn't. <laughs> nice. Oh, and he's in Australia, but he's not <laughs> Sorry. native Australian, apparently. I'm getting hockey updates. I apologize. Oh, okay, that's fine. Good guess on the origin story, but uh, it's actually, I'm part of the uh, Reliant K Discord server, uh, which is... Everyone's invited to join. Uh, if you search on Reddit, it's pretty easy to find. But uh, we were trying to think of rules uh, for the server, and the question came up of, oh, man, do what do we do about swearing? Like, you know, there's not – it <laughs> didn't really know how lenient to be. But then one guy was like, oh, well, we can just say if it, sound, if it, if it would sound out of place in a Reliant K song, then don't say it. Uh, so that was the rule. And that's our rule with the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, that makes perfect sense to me. Uh, which then prompted us to <laughs> stretch the rules a bit. And uh, before you know it, saying sexy was <laughs> came sort of a running joke uh, in the server. And I, there was one day where I said, oh, gosh, guys, look, I found an alternate version of uh, Disaster. It's crazy. And that, that's, what, uh, that's what you guys played. So <laughs> just all in good fun. Uh, but... Anyway, I enjoy the show. Uh, keep on keeping on. Uh, take it easy. Bye. See ya. So, actually, and second to I mean coincidence that I'm bringing up the Mike Herrera podcast twice, but when I started MXPX memes, I felt the same way. I'm like, can I swear in MXPX memes? Right. And I didn't for the first year. And then it was after listening to the Mike Herrera podcast for a while. I'm like, now I feel because they swear there. So I'm like, now I feel comfortable. And this is before MXPX's new album with a couple of, like, PG swears. I was like, I feel comfortable using any swears that they would use on his podcast. And now I'm, like, totally mostly uncensored with MXPX memes because that's what the MXPX crowd is like. But for us, we were like, we don't really know what Reliant Cake fans are like, so let's just keep it clean and avoid that E. We want the whole family to gather around the Vitrola on holiday (laughs) evenings and listen to Sadie Hawkins' pod. (laughs) Um, however, we can say sexy as much as we like because yeah. that's family friendly. It's it's in a Reliant K song. Yeah. And God gave us sex. God created oh sex. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of those now. Uh, and, one of those now. <laughs> well, thank you for your call, Chris. Well, there's one more f- quick oh, one. Nice. He's, Chris is going to waste 16 seconds of our lives with awesome. this follow up voicemail. Hey, it's Chris from Australia again. I should mention that uh, working with Australians every day, that uh, attempt at a Australian accent is especially painful for me. So uh, thanks for that. <laughs> See ya. Well, I can't get Dinny on the phone right now because he's in bed down there. But you got to take this up with Dinny. If you haven't heard yeah. our Boomerang episode, the first time Dinny came on the show... Go check it out, Chris. <laughs> Dinny's a good friend of the podcast. He hosts a Newsboys song by song podcast, and he sometimes turns Love up Liberty around the podcast. house, not during the podcast. He does. <laughs> and we might have a crossover with an Australian podcast soon. I've been talking to. Punko's pod, so we might do our crossover with them soon. That's right. And I'm sure they'd love to hear from Denny. Oh my gosh, I'm sure they would not. 
would. Australians have a good sense of humor. Do they? I've never heard that. I'm just kidding. Of course they do. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So, um, anyway. I felt like you were trying to trap me in something. Yeah. So... We are talking about crayons can melt on us for all I care today. That's right. So now, how did you just say that, Danny? Crayons, 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 crayons. So that's the debate. Well, it's not. I mean, that's the one debate that I wrote. It's my only note for crayons. this episode. It, do you say crayons or crayons? Because I know it's supposed to be crayons, crayons, but I always say crayons. I hear the same thing when you say that. Say it again. Crayons versus crayons. Oh, crayons, crayons, or crayons. I say crayons. But you say it the right way. I say yeah. it the wrong way. Okay. <laughs> I never noticed. They sound the same right here. We crayon this- versus crayon. It's just, I don't know. It's not, it does not roll off the tongue to say crayon. It doesn't sound right to me to say crayon. Mm-hmm. I just say crayon. How I you- also grew up in the South. Uh, so when I went to like um, preschool and elementary school, I was in Atlanta and so most people had a southern accent, so no one was saying crayon down there. They were saying crayon, so mm-hmm. crayons. <laughs> um, so we picked this song this week when, when I'm breaking our cardinal rule of trying not to do the same album within four calendar weeks. Because we just did five a five score song, bite mm-hmm. my tongue, and now we're back. Well, we had a special request. We for had this a special song. request from John Schneck <laughs> to do this song this week. Because I put a thing out there. I'm like on Twitter. I said we haven't even picked a song, and he said do crowns. I'm like, okay, the boss has spoken. That's right. Corporate has sent down a memo. So here we are talking about the same. Giving Brady a run for his money. Oh, that's right. <laughs> even though Brady's the actual money bags. <laughs> Uh, John Schneck just owns a part of us in equity or something. I don't know. How's that work? <laughs> so, um, obviously, it's the show. I mean, this is a joke song, and it's been a joke on this podcast of when we get to this song, what are we going to talk about? Right. I have some stuff to talk about, but obviously, it's like a joke song on one of their more serious albums. Certainly, their more serious album up to this point. Right, like I mean, I mean, I guess "Forget Not Slow Down" is their most serious album, but that comes after. But when you think of Relying K and especially the youth group years of the first three albums, and you think of the goofiness, you think of the the twee nature of their artwork, and you think of like the cartoons. You know what I mean? You think of the cartoons, yes. and you think of like the. <laughs> the 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 artwork on the christmas album with the construction paper and you think of like all the jokey like sort of uh like crossover you know like uh wes anderson meets napoleon dynamite aesthetic of those early years and then you think of five score there's a clear i mean it was leading up to it with mm-hmm, like mm-hmm has a more mature tone overall but it still has that sense of humor and it still has that artwork with the flower and stuff which is like getting towards serious and stuff with you know the the clouds like it's almost like with mm -hmm, they were like okay we were goofy we're getting a little serious and then with five score it's just like barely any sense of humor but then there's this one little 10 second nugget in the middle like towards the end of the album like more than halfway through the album it's like Here's a real goofy song. And it's almost, and they had to do this song 
with Mark Lee Townsend, right? Because yeah. we you know that like who is the producer? I forget now. The producer on the rest of the album. Howard Benson. Oh, right. So like most of the album is produced by Howard Benson, but then you got Deathbed, which, you know, Howard Benson said, I don't know how to record this song. He's like, this is just like too much. I don't know how to do this. So they go right. to Mark Lee Townsend, who they trust to do this thing that Matt Teeson wants to pull off. Well, at the same time, I'm like, what was the impetus for Townsend to be involved in this song? Was it, oh, no, no, sorry. For, yeah, for Townsend to be involved in this song was uh, Howard Benson. Like, did he also look at Crayons Can Melt On Us and also say, I don't know what to do with this song. <laughs> like, this song's too goofy and silly. And Pleading the Fifth. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Those three were produced by Mark Lee Townsend. And they are like... Yeah, and they clearly are all... Or he, Howard Benson was just like, I'm not touching any of this weird stuff. Yeah. Like, I will do the straightforward things. Any of this other goofy nonsense you want in here, find someone else. Right, go to your dad. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the mo- he's Howard Benson was the mom, and Mark Lee Townsend was the dad. Go, yeah, go ask dad. Go ask dad if you want to do the goofy songs and the deathly serious 11-minute <laughs> magnum opus. Um, yeah, so... It's that's that's what this is on this album. That's what I think of on this album is like this is their least comedic. This is their least humorous album. And then you've got this song stuck in there. And so it's it's cute. <laughs> it's cute. And um, obviously, this is a song that I mean, I'm telling you, obviously, because I learned this. But why would you? This is a song that like inspired keep continue to inspire goofy youth group kids with no time on their hands stuck inside homeschool kids stuck inside with no time on their hands or too much time too much on their time hands. on their hands because we talk about it for for sure when you find fmvs for the first three albums and like kids with like nothing else to do so they shoot crazy fan music videos to songs on the first three albums well this is a song that has this got to be hundreds. A big comparison to last week when there were only three fan works for all of the song Disaster. There's, I stopped counting. There's literally got to be hundreds of fan videos because, like, you can throw it together in seconds. Right. You know what I mean? Not just uh, slideshows, anime music videos, fan music videos, lip syncs, vo- tons of vocal covers, like so much stuff. And no after- TikToks, though. Oh, we didn't find any TikToks? That no is TikToks. surprising. This would be a very good TikTok song. Yeah. Because what, what else? Uh, TikTok, you know, TikTok and seconds <laughs> kind of goes in with the theme. <laughs> Clocks and seconds. Oh, no. I just accidentally deleted my notes. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Recently deleted. Oh, no. Bring it back. <laughs> Bring it back. Recover. Boom. Okay. We're good. We're good now. All right. Do you still have all your notes from every podcast? I do. We need to put those in the Google Drive for all of the patrons. At That's right. Patreon.com slash Sadie Hawkins pod. Yes. Let's do it because mine are on Google Drive. So mine have always been up on the Patreon. But uh, let's get yours up there too. For sure. Yeah. You know what else needs to, once we're done with complex infrastructure known as the female mind, needs to go on on Patreon, maybe? What? Reading some fanfic. Oh, that's a good idea. And we do have a fanfic this week in Ooh. the deep dive. We have a fanfic by the same title. 
crayons can melt on us. Yeah, I can send. We're good. Archive of our own. We know each other. We're friendly. Um, <laughs> this is a Lily slash James Potter fanfic pairing. Okay. You were drunk and rambling on about how nice the angle of my elbows are at this music festival, but I can't find your friends and I've lost mine. Want to spend the rest of the night getting drunk and dancing together? What? Are they going to see the weird sisters? Like <laughs> That's the summary. <laughs> that's the, Or that Billy Idol, that wizard Billy Idol that's in, I think, the fourth movie. <laughs> Uh, that's the worst that's one of the worst moments in all the harry potter movies i mean maybe the worst in the best way where it's like oi i'm i'm wizard billy idol (laughs) (laughs) and then he sings casting spells with myself or whatever it was so bad i'm trying to to figure out who they're going to see i'm just kind of scrolling through this uh, surprisingly long one shot. We're going uh, to this Muggle music music festival. Oh no, I don't have my VPN on right now. Maybe that's why uh, Archive of Our Own was like, "Wait, stop! Are you Who are sure? You? Who are you?" <laughs> oh wow, we're going on about the elbows now. I got to that part. So yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. There's just a lot of talking with the friends and everything. Maybe maybe they don't go into uh, specifics. I'll have to I'll have to give you a follow up on that later because. Right now, I'm trying to finish this podcast in time for Love Island. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, you got seven minutes. We're going to do it? I mean, we might be taking a break. <laughs> oh, no, I closed my notes again. Okay, so we also have some some stuff from Flickr. So remember how we had different photo projects uh-huh. um, a few weeks ago? This one is... Uh, from Laura Jane underscore photography and it's like it's like a little stop motion thing and it's called crayons can melt on us for all I care there's over a foot of snow outside and I'm kind of bored not like I'd really be doing much of anything if there was no snow I think it's just more the fact that I can't go anywhere if I wanted to so of course I had to make a dumb stop motion video This is barely stop motion. It's just a bunch of pictures of her. Yeah, she's just kind of smiling and it's just shrugging. Okay, and, and it's just they're all um, close-up shots of a lady. Yeah, in... it's all just like like shoulders and up, like medium shots of yeah. her making goofy faces. It's just basically like a one. It's like a three frame per second video of her mug- mugging for the camera. Yeah, it's cute. I don't, yeah, it's cute, but it barely counts as stop motion. Well, aren't you judgy? I have a real stop motion video we can watch later. Oh, wow. Okay. So do you feel like we gave the lyrics a fair shake? Did you want to check genius? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think you're going to find much on genius because it's a little too early for genius. Oh, you're right. So what about song meanings? Did you look at song meanings? Uh, song meanings, I don't think actually popped up. Or maybe it did and I just kind of went over it. Oh, no. Oh, that's my alarm to tell me that it's time to put on CBS. <laughs> well, you got five minutes in real life. <laughs> so let's take a look. Uh, the oldest comment 13 years ago, Lloyd45, said, Can someone please help me out with the meaning to this song? I don't know what to do. I prayed about it, fasted, meditated, and the meaning of the song just doesn't jump out to me for some reason. 
It's amazing. Um, this song, uh, sorry, uh, Slater, well, wait. Is this another Sullivan sibling by any chance who wrote the last comment? Maybe. Lloyd, Lloyd, what's that? I forgot his there. I just Lo- said it. Sullivan? Sullivan. I don't know. Because I'm looking at a really weird name on the screen right now, so I can't. Lloyd Sullivan, I'm sure, was 45 at the time, and that's why his name, his username says Lloyd 45. You threw me for a loop, because I'm looking at this name, and I figured it out. It's S7 Alter 04. So Season 7 Alter 04 says, this song is really a deeper insight into how even the simplest of things can distract from a single moment in time, but can really add up eventually and will begin to come back and haunt you as you realize that your procrastination has led you to the point of no return. Oh my gosh. They are hoping to make a political point as well as express their feelings to the audience in hopes to improve the way people manage their time. But no, really, the first time I listened to this, I thought it was hilarious. Reliant K have some of the funniest little tracks between songs. He's joking, or she's joking, or they're joking. This is a common theme, though, now that I think about it. As much as this is a 10-second joke song, the idea of, like, using your time wisely is mm-hmm. a common Matt Thiessen theme. That is true. So this isn't just out of left field, out of nowhere. Like, I, maybe that's not what he was thinking I was going to say, of. do you think that was actually the intention? No, but I feel like if we made a good Reliant K Wikipedia and you have the songs about time management, of which there are many, this could technically be put into that category. So the only thing that I never really... Did you find anything about what the title means? No. Crayons can melt on us. Maybe I should have asked John Schneck if he knew since he requested it. We don't know. We'll find out. Does anyone out there know what this... I mean, I don't Sounds know if anyone kinky. has song. does sound kinky. It always sounded weird to me because, like, how do crayons melt onto a person? I have videos about what <laughs> what you can do to melt crayons to make new crayons. But, like, how do crayons melt onto a person? Because from all intents and purposes, it seems like you need, like, a, you know, a good couple of hundred degrees to get a crayon melting. Like, crayons don't melt easily. Right. You know, cray paws, those melt easily. Peanut butter cups, those melt easily. But crayons don't melt onto people. If a crayon is melting onto you... It's hundreds of degrees. It's it's right. It's harder to. It's, I found a lot of crayon melting projects. Right. I didn't look up the degrees it takes. Like four fifty one is the temperature at which books burn. But what's the temperature at which, at which crayons melt? <laughs> That's a good fan fiction. Fahrenheit four fifty one, but with the cast of Relying K. <laughs> And the temperature at which crayons melt. Patreon.com slash Sadie Hawkins. <laughs> so my question is, my point is, like, if crayons melt onto a person, you're going to get, like, third degree. Is third degree the lesser one? Third degree means. No, that's like. Third degree is worse. Worse, Than right? first degree, right? Yes. This is a good thing to learn as well. So many things are coming up. As we discuss this, and your show starts in one minute, so we're going to take a little break. He just does not want me to watch it. So here's what we'll do, because this is (laughs) going to be a short episode. We'll take a break. We have a new pre-roll, because we have a new patron to thank, and we'll be back, and I'll discuss at what temperature crayons melt. Nice. And what's the difference between first, second, and third degree burns. (laughs) We definitely want to talk about that. (laughs) 
And then we'll be back with covers and fan stuff and live stuff. We'll be right back. If you'd like to interact with Sadie Hawkins Pod, please do. We have a voicemail line, which is 402-95-SADIE. You can also send us an email at sadiehawkinspod at gmail.com. And check out our Twitter and Instagram, which are both at sadiehawkinspod. We'd also like to take this moment to thank our patrons who have signed up at patreon.com slash sadiehawkinspod. We've got Brady, David, Tucker, This Might Be a Podcast, Owen, Jimmy Eat Pod, Roxanne, Samantha, and Helen. If you'd like to join our Patreon, we're discussing most of the K is for karaoke tracks like Justin Bieber's Baby and Cake's The Distance. We've done some random stuff like a video of us playing Animal Crossing and discussing our summertime playlists. Oh, and we're reading through the entirety of the Relying K-related book, Complex Infrastructure, known as The Female Mind. And hey, if you thought there wasn't a Reliant K book that makes a short bus joke, well, sign up and learn how wrong you were. There are two $5 and $10 levels where you can get those bonus apps and extras like merch. And if you have a special someone in your life, think of giving them the gift of Sadie Hawkins Pod. (laughs) So, first degree burns is the lesser of the burns. Third degree is, of course, now that I say it out loud, now that I've looked it up, yes, I remember third degree burns is the worst. First degree is the lesser, the one you can handle with just it's regular the first It's the opposite aid. of murder. It is. He's like pointing at me like, I'm pointing. Oh. I figured you out. <laughs> you said the word murder. You must be guilty. So, um, and crayons melt at around 200 degrees. Ah. So, sounds like first or even second degree burns to me. So, if you think, oh, crayons can melt on me for all I care, well... Once it starts burning your skin. Maybe that's the point. Oh. Maybe you're just so over it. Is this like a mental can't health, be apathetic self-harm? Oh, I don't know. Sort of thing, like how I misinterpreted. <laughs> what was that song that was about? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what was the last song we did off of? Mm-hmm. Let it all out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That song's not about what you think it's about. No. It's so obviously about, like, Calvary and, you know, Christ's blood and all that. But when I was thinking of that lyric, I was like, is this about self-harm? No. It's a Christian song. So you had some more things to read before we get to my stuff. I love how you very loudly clung to your your bourbon Uh, down on the table as you were like, so what do you got throwing it back to you? Tonight I'm drinking Buffalo Trace. (laughs) I bought my first bottle of Buffalo Trace. So we have... It's me knocking the because our neighbors are being super loud in the in our during our break. Our neighbors decided it's to ten p.m. and it's like they're hanging up a picture. Yeah, but I knocked my pop screen <laughs> with my phone. And then you just threw your phone on. The no, table. I actually dropped so my much phone. noise. Um, so we have another Flickr thing where mm. we've got a picture. And this one is very pretty. It's got kind of like a rainbow thing going on. It's a woman with bare feet jumping over a bench in a field or in a in a park. And this is from Dancing Pear Cosplay. Bench Monday 125. Crayons can melt on us for all I care. 
And they said, Crayons can melt on us for all I care by Reliant K, one of the greatest songs in the history of ever. I hope you are all having a marvelous Monday and have an awesome rest of the week. Smiley face. Nice. I mean, it doesn't, it's just like, it's almost like they were just, they just took a cool picture and they were like, I don't have a title for it. Yeah, What's a random a of, song I like? There's a lot of pretty different colors going on in here. Yeah. And it's nice. Good stuff. There's like a, the lady has like a, it's a lady jumping and over this bench and she's got like a cape on, a yellow cape. She's like a regular Rocky, like Rocky jumped a park bench. <laughs> he did. It's an amazing. It's just like how you're like, he did. In the first movie, I think it's in the first movie, he jumps a park bench and it's like, uh, oh, you know what? I now remember what it's from. The angry video game nerd early in his career. He had a video where he went around uh, Philadelphia trying to find all the locations from the movie right. Rocky, and he was. Tr- it took him forever to find the park bench or something that Rocky leaps over feet first. Gotcha. Sweet. Right on. Well, there's also a, a blog. Crayons could melt on us for all I care. <laughs> there's a blog slash website uh, called crayonscanmelton.us. And you just spilled tea all over the table. <laughs> that when I asked you to spill the tea, Danny, I didn't mean that kind. I don't know what that even is. That a euphemism? <laughs> it's, it's what the kids say. They're like, "Hey, you spill the tea. What's the haps?" You is know? it really? Yeah, I've never heard that. Yeah, it's a. It's I'm hip. I'm with it. <laughs> Um, so crayons can melt on us. Yeah, we're talking about Flickr accounts. Of course only, we're not. Only if it made me LOL. And then they it's just like a blog. They've got some stuff from Star Trek in here and some Spider-Man mm-hmm. and some Parks and Rec and some, some SpongeBob memes and Julia Roberts. And they're not quite as hip as, as uh, us over here at Sadie Hawkins. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, Are you saying Julia Roberts isn't as vital as she once was in the (laughs) cultural zeitgeist? That would be what I am implying. Uh, And then, yeah, we've got a a crayon melting project to go with your your whole thing of how it it's uh, it has to be two hundred and fifty degrees or whatever you said in order for it said the thing I said said it was like a wiki how and it said set the oven between two hundred and two seventy five. And so this is really pretty. They just lined up all the colors and they actually used a blow dryer uh, to to melt the crayons. And it's actually a pretty, it's a pretty project. It looks really nice. Maybe nice. we'll post this on the, on the socials. Okay. Well, it's looking good. S- sort of on that same beat, I found this YouTube video where a lady describes making new crayons out of old crayons. Oh. And so she's going to melt some crayons down and turn them into new crayons. Hi, everyone. It's Emmy. Welcome back to another Kiddo Craft. Today, I'm going to show you how to make these. They're like mm. little hockey puck crayons. Yeah, I've seen I've seen stuff like this before. Because everything I saw I when I was researching these. why and how and why you would melt crayons, everyone said like you melt crayons into a into a muffin pan, a muffin tin, mm-hmm. and then you basically make these hockey puck esque crayon circular crayons. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, sorry, my mom th- used to do stuff like this all the time. So this YouTube channel is. 
M-E Maid. M-E-M-M-Y Maid. And she's teaching us about how to make stuff. So my boy had a big pile of crayons that were all stubby and such, so we remelted them. And all you need are crayons, a little bit of heat, and a muffin tin. Alright, so I'll show you how it's done. So begin by lightly oiling your muffin tin. I'm just using a little mini muffin tin I found at a thrift store, but you can use silicone molds or whatever you like. Next you're going to peel off the paper off your crayons, and I found this was a really fast way. Just take a razor blade and slice through the paper, and then the paper comes right off. Yeah, it's quick if you don't mind you're losing your finger. <laughs> that looked really dangerous. Then you're going to chop up your crayons into pea-sized pieces. And for my son to do this, I gave him a little putty knife, and he was able to chop them into pieces as well. They're like little carrots. Yes. You're right. Oh, son. It's adorable. <laughs> They're like little carrot slices, he says. Look like Reese's pieces, or did they stop to have a snack? Oh, what? No, I guess that's just what they look like. Oh, nice. Yeah. Right on. So talk about how you pronounce crayons. Say that again. How do you pronounce that, Candy? Reese's Pieces? Yeah, you don't say Reese's Pieces. Why on earth would I say that? You say crayon, crayons, but you don't say Reese's Pieces. Crayons. Because Reese's Pieces is the obnoxious, awful way for people to say. <laughs> That's like the, the aunt-aunt debate. Right. Where Danny's always said aunt, and I've always said aunt. And I had a speech teacher who taught us that it is actually ant. They're probably a communist. (laughs) (laughs) Your speech teacher. Wow. So, um, so should we move on to live videos and stuff? Let's do it. Do you know what this reminds me of? I was debating if I was going to mention this or not. One of my very early, like, goofy middle school Jessica movies that I made was really when I was younger I loved crayons and doing crayon drawings and I also love the smell of crayons and I made this like weird artsy black and white like movie of like me as a crayon connoisseur and I'm like 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 dragging the crayons across like underneath my nose I saw one thing that said you could make crayons into (laughs) lipstick oh I I guess (laughs) I mean, it huh. was it was on the blog on the WikiHow when I was researching how to. I mean, yeah, crayons. you could use this like a lip stain, and yeah, I, yeah, you know, yeah, I probably would not do that. I guess they are they are for kids, so kids like to pretend crayons or lipstick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dumb kids. <laughs> so here's Reliant K. They played this strangely that Manila Mall tour in 2013. Yes. Um, here he says someone requested this, but then I swear after this one, we have another one from the same tour where he says again, someone requested this and I swear they're not the same mall because we have been confused by mm-hmm. these 2013 Manila mall shows, right? Because all of these malls look the same and they're all just called Manila 2013, but they're actually five different malls, super malls they played. Right. So... I don't know. Here's the first one uploaded. I wonder how those Manila malls are doing now. Oh, yeah. Uh, This one was uploaded by AFC Salite. Salite. A-F-C-S-E-L-I-T-E. Uploaded six years ago. 
this version of crayons can melt on us live. My crayon movie story wasn't that great. You can edit that out if you want. No, it's kind of boring. No, this isn't. The episode's barely long enough. We can leave it in. <laughs> this song was requested. Someone play it. I just wasted. Wow. Yeah. That one lady was losing, losing her, her mind. Losing her mind. It's the best song ever. She literally screams over half the song. <laughs> like she couldn't enjoy the song at all because she was screaming over the entire thing. Yeah. So then here's a similar video again from Manila, but this has got to be different. This is different. Okay. Because here they play it again as the second to last, the penultimate song of the show, and then they launch into Be My Escape, and they did not go into Be My Escape in that last video. So here's a Manila again, them playing the song live. Oh, and check it out. When they play Crayons Can Melt in Us For All I Care and Be My Escape live together, the video's 420 long. Woo! <laughs> Light them up if you got them. <laughs> And that's it. It cuts in like half as I mean, it's already a 10 second song and we've missed the first two seconds. It seems like a good thing to do. Just like if you are trying to like if you're taking a little too long setting something up on Mm -hmm. stage and it's just like here, we need like an extra 10 seconds. Go. And like Tyson just goes blink on the keyboard and sings the song and we're done. Exactly. So since it didn't exist anywhere on the Internet that I could find. I created the Nightcore version. Nice. Here it is. I just wasted 10 seconds of your life. But that only wasted eight seconds of my life. It did. I should have edited in my voice going eight. Eight. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to be like high. you did with sexy back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Early in Jessica and Mai's relationship. Sexy Back was on the radio. Justin Timberlake's Sexy Back was vitally a top 40 <laughs> song at the time. And I went on Pirate Bay or I took me. It was hard to get it. I had to go on like Pirate Bay or like I think Oink's Pink Palace might have still been around. Like some torrent site where I had to find the CD single of Sexy Back because it had the car- the official karaoke track on it. And we're talking like 20... We're talking 2007, right? 2007. Yeah, I think it was 07. 07 so or 08, maybe. You couldn't just go on YouTube and find like every song uploaded to YouTube. You could no one had uploaded the official Sexy Back karaoke track. It was only on the CD single. So it's like, I'm either going to have to buy this thing or hunt, hunt, hunt on the internet in the pirate spear, sphere. I found it so that what I could do was cut out when they go in Sexy Back, when they go, yeah. I get it in as me. Then I put it on a mixtape with a bunch of other songs. And he just goes, yeah. Yeah. They're like, bring in sexy back. And it's me going, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I've lost this original track. This is very upsetting because like this would be a lot better if we could if we could pair it with the with uh, with the song. <laughs> right. <laughs> but that's the kind of stuff that one Jessica's heart fool. <laughs> 
I tricked you. <laughs> and then we and then we sent it to your sister, and she was like, "No, this she, isn't was funny the, or she was in the she was in the car with we us. Played it for her. that was it. She my not, sister came to visit. She did not think we it was were as funny in Florida, as I did. And she's like, "This is stupid." <laughs> so just like um, the scene in Herd, there's another very like under the radar, barely around band called crayons can melt on us for all i can for all i care <laughs> crayons can melt on me for all i can so that sounds like a philosophical debate topic hold on now so they uploaded their first demo called summer good time in 2013 it says that they Are have you sure it wasn't in 99 i don't understand is that a reference to something specific is that summertime girls, summer slow slow? What is that? LFO? No. That's what is my it? jam. Oh, you know more about that song than I do. <laughs> so hold on one second. I just want to do a quick little on the fly research here. Oh, shucks. I can't listen to that song anymore because I've switched to Spotify. Oh, oh darn. darn. <laughs> so, okay. Oh, yeah, you know what? I thought so. Okay, so their Twitter is not around anymore. This band called Crayons Can Melt On Us For All I Care. Um, they had this demo in 2013 in February on February 20th, 2013. And they're Japanese. I could oh, tell there nice. was definitely like an accent in the vocals here, but I couldn't tell. Like, it could be Italian for, for all I know. Uh but apparently they're Japanese because looking at the things down here, it's, I think this is the listing, the city they're from. Um, Sweet. So here we go. Six subscribers for the official Crayons Can Melt On Us For All I Care. This is their song, Summer Good Time. That a, rocks. This has a very Betty Rocket Records vibe. <laughs> I like it. I want to go like slam dance to this. Yeah. Oh, now that I clicked into their channel, and yeah, I can see for sure, looking at their images. At how, their how many? Uh, how many videos do they have? Just three. Oh man. Seven years ago, so it doesn't look like crayons can melt on us. They should have cared a little bit more because they didn't keep going. <laughs> then they have another song called "Remake Me." It do what you want with me. And then they have another song called Konayaku. Konayaki. Konayaki. Those are the three songs you can get from official Crayons Can Melt Us for All I Care. All right. Let's see. They still have a Tumblr page if it's still around. I didn't click the link and I've closed the window. So we should mention, of course, and this week we're having a guest. We're going to be talking to David Park from Jimmy Pod. That's right. And the reason we did that is because David recorded our outro song when we started, before we even started the podcast, I came up with the idea. I think so. I think we had it ready for the first episode. Um, 
I'd have to go back and listen again. <laughs> Maybe we got it a couple episodes in. That'd be good information to have before we started. <laughs> but basically, and we'll talk about it. Should I have done that as part of my deep dive? <laughs> no, it's fine. But I came up we, I came up with the idea of like, oh, we should do crayons can melt and that's for all I care because it's like we're wasting your time. Our dumb podcast has wasted your time. Yep. So I knew, so I know David Park in real life and I reached out to him and is like, he's a very talented musician and he records pop punk stuff and records music and that's part of what he does for a living. I reached out to him and he recorded four different, and we'll talk about this more when we talk to him on the show, but he recorded four different versions for us that we used three of them on our outro. And originally my idea was, and we used to do this, was every week we would sing new lyrics to the song and say, we just wasted an hour 20 of your life. We just wasted 87 minutes of your life. But in 2020, we've gotten really, really easy with that. Most of all, it's because like, and this is happening today, we edit the show right up to when it's posted. Yeah. And I just don't feel like singing lyrics at the end. Right. So we were switching back and forth. We're going to have to do it now. We're going we're to, to have to do it, it for this episode. I mean, we could even hypothetically go back in and people who've listened to the podcast as it comes out don't need to go back, but we could still, you know, edit the RSS feed, the, the individual files and add the song back in. Oh, okay. It's too late for the YouTube uploads, but we could do this retroactively. So I just wanted to play some of ver- some versions of David Park's things. People have heard these now at the end without the lyrics, but just to hear it, here's the version he gave us of the regular, like, straight-ahead piano version. What if David Park is one of the piano dreamers? You know, I do mention the piano dreamers when I talk to him later. And he got kind of coy and he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, those guys, right? Yeah, I hear they're nice. So then he recorded two punk versions. And you know what's funny is there's no other punk versions of this song. So we should actually get someone. I mean, we're not professional singers. I'm a very flat singer. So we should get someone to record official Vox for this punk version that David Park did, and then we can upload it, and it would be the only, like, pop-punk version of the song that I know of to exist. So David Park made two versions, and the the changes are subtle, but basically he added some pick slides at the end, and in the first one, I don't know if anyone's ever noticed this, because I go back and forth between the two when I use the punk version at the end of the show, but in this first one, the punk punk slides are, like, kind of regular... Like, they're just in there. Mm-hmm. But then in the second one, he adds a few extra ones, like, layered in, and they shift in the stereo. So here's the pick slide version that's not over the top. So now when the pick slides are just right up front, they're normal. But now here's the version where he added all this extra layering to the pick slides. It's like instead Sick. of just instead of just like one pick slide or t- right. I think there might be two pick slides in the first version he added an extra one so it's like and then That's they're actually great. sliding across the audio the sorry they're sliding across the stereo mix 
So I just wanted to point that out because we've had this song now for over a year and I've never like pointed out the incredible, you know, he put so much effort into it and there are two different versions of his punk version. So I wanted everyone to know that. I love it. Yep. Uh, and so there's so many covers. There's so many, so many covers. And you think for a 10 second song, no, you, you should, I think everyone should understand this 10 second song when you're doing the research, you're like, we just waste. It's just it starts to grate on me. It started to grate on me. Right. You know what I mean? Hearing that same. So by the end, not just with the covers, but also with the fan videos. By the end, I was starting to like. I had so many tabs open. <laughs> I had pro, I had clo, I had like close to eighty tabs open, and I'm going through them. And towards the end, I started going. I I would click. I'd be like anime music video close. Uh, <laughs> RuneScape video close, <laughs> Club Penguin video close. I wouldn't even bother with those. And then I would listen to like one second and just to hear if it's someone lip syncing. And it'd be like, you'd, I'd hear, we just close. We just close. Because I'm like, no, it's, it's too much of the same stuff over and over. But this one is not the same as everybody else's. This is Zeke Power. Oh, nice. Zeke Power's back and he's got... Whoop. I'm going to have to get used to this, trying to play these back on the podcast. So here's Zeke Power playing. He just called it Crayons. He didn't even call it the full title. Four years ago, he uploaded this version. I just wasted 10 seconds of your life. And then it ends with this weird thing where he reaches out to stop the camera. And it shows Carlton from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Interesting. It, Good stuff, though. He made his he made his because his his covers are usually very sincere, but he added a little meme at the end. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's so short. I can't like fast forward. Ah, <laughs> uh, commercial. Don't no. Return of the Max gonna get us flagged. Hold on. <laughs> okay, here it is. Ready? So suddenly, a picture of Carlton from Fresh Prince pops up, and, and it, it says, says "Have, have a, a nice day." day. Here's so uh let's see here's a weird goofy thing we'll play this now before all the other ones start to grate on our nerves because the the point of this one is to grate on your nerves this is called the top socks remix top hold on (laughs) they keep playing right away this is top socks on soundcloud and this is their remix their 44 second version of the song made from the actual studio track I just wasted ten seconds of your life. That's not your phone. That's not your speakers. That's the that's the mix, and it goes on for another twenty seconds. This is just some dank. I, I, love, I love I love vaporwave, but man, that's starting to grate on me. I love it when I play like when I play Floral Shop because I have it on vinyl, and Danny's always like, "Is something wrong with the record? Is the record skipping?" I'm like, "No, it just sounds like this." Right. Um. So then I found this little like podcast. I mean, I don't know if their episodes are normally this short. But it's Monday, August 
This is Mary Dean Music. Mary spelled M-E-R-I Dean Music. Is it a 10 second podcast? Because that is brilliant. Revolutionary. No, this is a 48 second podcast. And from what I can gather, I think she's a she has she has a podcast. I don't know if it's on. I, I didn't look if it's on like podcatcher apps, but I saw that this same thing was on SoundCloud and it's here on YouTube. And she just gives a short little explanation about why she covered this song. And I think she does this for multiple songs. So here is Mary Dean's explanation of why she's doing this song and then her cover. Today is Monday, August 13, 2018. Mary Dean's Song of the Week. About 10 years ago, my oldest son came up to me and said, Mom, Mom. I have a song I want you to hear. You have to listen to the song. And he handed me his MP3 player in earbuds and played this for me. I just wasted 10 seconds of your life. Crayons Can Mount On Us For All I Care was released on the album Five Score and Seven Years Ago by Reliance K in 2007. Wait, so he brought her this cover that she did? No, no. <laughs> like, the way that was was just so oh, confusing. Yeah. She's like, like, he brought me this song. This song. Mom, like, I'm here from the future, and you recorded... No, you know, he brought her the, the real version of the song, and now she's reminiscing about the time she bonded with her son over Reliant K, and now she's going to record a cover of it. On accordion, it sounds like, or some sort of accordion-like instrument. I didn't note that before, that it's like an accordion cover of Crayons Can Melt on Us. So that's fun. This is where I, I think I was the first view There's on only this. eight seconds left and you, okay. you stopped it. Let's hear the last eight seconds. Please join us for next week's Mary Dean Song of the Week, where the only promise that we make is that it will be completely different. Okay. Yeah, don't expect her to be making a bunch of promises, Jessica. I think I might have been the first or second person to ever view that YouTube video. Nice. I mean, wow. maybe if this is a podcast, she has because like our YouTube video uploads of the podcast only get like one view if right. we're lucky, but we get way more on proper things. Somebody once commented on our YouTube channel. It's like we said something about we said something that week about how like um, people are like, oh, we're getting a lot of interaction with the show. Thanks so much for people reaching out. This is like, you know, probably six months ago. Mm hmm. And then some, like, smartass on YouTube was like, well, I'm writing to you, and I'm the only one who's watched this, so you got 100% interaction. It's like, the YouTube video is just there. Like, you know, most people listen on podcasts. Right. and stuff. So anyway. um, So there's so many covers. I actually, like, put the... There were so many, like, dudes with a guitar doing, like, one dude with a guitar that I just put them all in their own little chunk. And I'm not really sure if any of them were particularly worth listening to. Um, But here's what I called... There's two cursed vocal covers. Nice. So let's hear one of those and see one of those. So this one starts with... uh, Blue background with white font that says, Okay, this song is from Reliant K. And oddly enough, it's called Crayons Can Melt On Us For All I Care. Oddly enough. Weird. So this is uploaded by Pirate Finnetic. Not Finnatic, but Finn, F-I-N, Attic. I 
Just wasted 10 seconds of your life. It's so weird because it's like a really yes, low, they did. it's a really low res video where she's holding this camera and you can hear her family like chattering in the background. And the ceiling fan is behind her head in the shot. So it looks like there's just this weird ever rotating halo around her head. <laughs> And then there's an extra 20 seconds of nothing. <laughs> well, they wanted to waste more than 10 seconds of your life. Those jerks want to waste my life. I waste my life perfectly fine without <laughs> you. Thank you very much. Yeah, we didn't really talk about the uh, the title and the fact that it has nothing to do with the song. But I was kind of like, ah, it just felt Reliant K to me. And I, never I feel really like I started it. to talk about that when we got into song meetings, but then I forgot to keep pursuing it. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, I started to get into that because I was. We should really not re like wait and record at the last minute anymore when we're tired. Sure, we should. <laughs> oh wow! So oh wow! Well, oh, okay, so this guy looks like Elton John. <laughs> this was uploaded nine years ago by just another boy band, but it's it's a joke web. It's a joke channel. It's not real. Um. It's just called Relying K. Crayons Can Melt in Us For All I Care. It, uh, no, wait, any, okay. It says, just a little something to hold you over till Kesha Palooza. No copyright intended. A music video by Just Another Boy Band. Song originally by Relying K. So I, so then, yeah, there's this guy in a, in a buttoned up jean jacket who does is he wearing looks like the Elton John glasses. He looks like an extra from Revenge of the Nerds. I guess so. And he's just standing at a keyboard with a drum set in the back that no one's going to play. And he's going to lip sync to the song, but then he's going to do his actual cover. Oh, it's a child. Oh, I don't think so. You'll like hear him talking teenager? in a second. Oh. Mm -hmm. It may be a teenager. But uh, yeah, he did a horrible job pretending to play the piano. But now let's hear him actually play the piano. I just wasted 10 seconds of your life! <laughs> do it again, do it again. I just wasted 10 seconds of your life! Genuinely, he's into playing this. Lincoln a Park. Content. He's playing Lincoln Park. A plus content. If they're just another boy band, you could say that about Lincoln Park. It's amazing, like that Matt Thiessen's melodies are just so beautiful that, like, no matter who plays them, it just comes right through. Yeah. Exactly. So um, I completely agree. Yeah, a lot of covers, just a bunch of different covers. I wrote we. I don't remember what this is, but it's called "Weird Opening to Odd Cover." 
So let's check this out and then we'll move on. Nice. This is by Hello Helicopter. And yet it's uploaded by Dogs and Onions Rock. Let's see. <laughs> Dogs and Onions Rock CH. But the band, they call okay. themselves Hello Helicopter. Nice. Dogs and Onions TV. It says, when you heard that bizarre sound, it said Dogs and Onions Rock TV. It sounds like People Mover. It does. I just wasted 10 seconds of your life. I think his voice had an accent. Right on. But it's a still another cursed image because it's just like his chest. It's like his, it's like his, like, his, like, what do you call this? Solar plexus. And like <laughs> right. just the top half of his fretboard basically right not really but basically it's just like really zoomed in and it's black and white and it's black and white it's like gray and it's like gray and black uh i guess that's it for covers everything every all the other covers i think you basically they either are really bad bizarre out of tune uh lots of background ambient noise or really good so go check them out then we'll just check out some some fan stuff here is a drum cover. Normally we don't play the drum covers, but I think this one's worth checking out. So the <laughs> more A plus content. I that love was it. really good. That's like that the, was great. That's hilarious. Yep. And I found that late in the search process, so I was like really worn out by like the same videos over right. and over. So the guy just, just sits there the whole time behind his drum set, and then he like when the song ends, he just kind of looks around and then like shrugs, puts his drumsticks down, stands up, and walks out of frame. Yeah, that's classic. That's really good. Um, here's a guy who is literally hugging a tree. <laughs> To the song. And then he runs off. I like a sweet Batman shirt in that car in the background. And then he shows up and he kicks the tree. And then he walks towards us. And he grabs the camera and turns it off. And he looks this like... This kid looks and acts like you and your friend Johnny had a child. You? You? <laughs> Jessica? What does that note say? You son of a gun. (laughs) You son of a gun. I was not that like anyone listening cares or has ever even heard from Johnny. But this guy looks like me and my best friend from high school had a child. And then you son of a gun. You stole it from me. I should have said it first. (laughs) I'm sorry. Oh, Wow. That's that's just what you get for 10 years of wonderful marriage. We just think the same. That and that guy just looked exactly like <laughs> me and my friend Johnny had a child. Um, I won't make you watch this. Oh, I didn't say who that was uploaded by. Hold on. So people can go see what I used to look like. That's by Aaron Hoyt. Aaron Hoyt. I won't make us watch this because you'll hate it. But someone made a little short film. <laughs> Oh, no, no, you'll understand why you'd hate it. Okay. It's uploaded by Rockstar351311, and it's called. It's just called Crayons Can Melt On Us For All I Care. Uploaded 11 years ago. It's a one-and-a-half-minute film, little short video film, mm-hmm. where this kid walks through the woods. 
he just kind of walks through the woods, right? So and one minute and 20 seconds of this thing has nothing to do with the song. He makes his way through the woods. He's climbing over rocks. He's thanks, going around trees. partner. <laughs> yeah, he does kind of look like the thanks partner kid. Then he gets into this tent, and then the song starts playing as you watch him clip his toenails. Oh! oh. <laughs> and that's revenge. Oh. Feel that oh. feel that revenge for stealing oh. the note that I had from the last video. Oh. But like up close and stuff, like like it's like re- it's real Lynchian. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds really Lynchian. <laughs> like it's it actually is like it's a great concept. I'm kind of jealous of the concept to right. be perfectly honest, but like I really don't want to see. It's so funny you watch toenails. him walk through the woods for a minute. That's amazing. And then he gets in a tent and like is he clipping his toenails because he's ashamed and he art. has to clip them out in the middle of the woods. That is art. Um, this video is uploaded by the Tack Productions, T A K Productions, and it's called "Crayons Can Melt in Us for All I Care," but that's not what happens in the song. Instead, it's the song Still Fly by The Devil Wears Prada. I thought you were saying that that's not what happens in the song. And I'm like, well, technically, that's not what happens in the Reliant K song either. Well, you're correct. But that's not the song. Gotcha. This is three, this is three like, friends. No, five friends. This is, like, five. No, four. There's four. <laughs> I can't count. Four, like, mid-2000s oh, yeah. teen girls who are friends. Yep. And they're going to lip sync to this Devil Wears Prada song called Still Fly. <laughs> and it reminded me of that video I uploaded to YouTube where we were at RevGen, one of the same festivals where we saw Reliant K. And I just filmed you. Like, we were way back from Devil Wears Prada up on the stage. And I just look at I look at the stage with my camera. Then I look at you and you just start banging your head, like, ironically. Yeah. And I uploaded that to YouTube. That's one of my first YouTube videos. And it was called Jessica Dances to the Devil Wears Prada. Right. <laughs> so it's just these, like... I mean, the Devil Wears Prada, you know, is a hardcore band. There's nothing... They're they're all very preppy dressed, and they're no, just... No, they're a little emo-y. They've got the scarves and stuff. It looks like they're, like, more preppy, but they tried to be, like, more, like, what 2005 considered emo. Right. <laughs> they're just jumping up and down and slip sync into the song it's funny but it's called i wonder if they like had also made a crayons can melt in us for all i care music video and they, just and they mislabeled yeah. the other but i didn't go looking into their channel um there's an asl video he you know short he nice. pl- she plays asl Obviously. uh this is the so i was saying before this is real stop motion Somebody made this little video. Somebody made this little video where they made a stick figure man animation on the same sheet of paper over and over. So they kept like erasing and. That's really clever. They drew a stick man and then another stick man and then a rocket ship and the rock and they get in the rocket ship and it takes off. But instead of using a bunch of pieces of paper, they use the same paper over and over and they keep photographing the same piece of paper. So that was cute. It was super cute, except at one point, it looks like when they're drawing the second stick figure, like the second stick figure is being drawn inside of a penis. Yes, I did have that note. I won't be as mad that you stole this note as my la- my other note, but my one note was... I was thinking the maybe they... Tr- looks like a penis. Yeah, I think they probably tried to draw the rocket ship in that spot, realized what it looked like, erased it, <laughs> and then put the guy next to it, and they're like, ah, it's fine, nobody will be able to tell. None of my Christian friends will know. I'm the only one who knows what a penis looks like. <laughs> then there's this. 
So I'll describe it since you've lost your mind. This Basically, is my most favorite thing I've ever seen. You have a very, very uh, like a, a a drawing of a squirrel, but the head has been replaced with the head of a human. <laughs> and then it's the person's this squirrel person, and the feet are very very badly drawn. Like they don't know how to draw squirrel feet. They're just these weird like hellish squiggles. Like they gave up trying to figure out how do you draw squirrel feet. It's like almost like spikes for her legs. Um, and they're just standing there. And then the whole background just kind of like and they rotates between. Yeah, they gave the person, the head of the person, buck teeth. And then it just rotates between all the colors of the rainbow. It just kind of like gradually progresses. And then it gets all wavy. And then on that last chord, that last piano strike it cuts to a real photo of their friends that was uploaded by liza precious l-i-z-a precious um we've been going for almost an hour and 20 minutes and we have our interview. and we have a guest for a 10 second song <laughs> so there's lots of little dancing uh lots of other weird little people running around in the background and a pokemon music video <laughs> um Somebody took real music, Reliant K music videos, and they like effectively took moments of Matt Thiessen lip syncing other songs and made it look like he was actually lip syncing this song. That was pretty good. Um, and I'm just trying to think if there's anything else. There's some youth group called the Cross Trainers. Get it? Cross Trainers. I get it. They made a little music video uploaded by Sam Bradley 10 years ago. Where it's all of them in their little basement youth group center. There's like a foosball table and some couches and... Good, clean, fun. And a Pepsi machine. And the song starts playing and they all start looking up like, Is that you, God? (laughs) And then the song ends and they all just shrug and they just go back to what they were doing. So I guess the song just played out of nowhere. Or are they commenting about how when they play foosball at church, they're wasting their life? Don't you, so as we go into this interview, you remember playing foosball at church is a waste of time. And that is that. So we're going to go to our guest, but real quick, I guess this isn't the end of the episode, but just how do you feel about the song now? Do you like it the same, better, or worse than when we first started the podcast? The same. The same. (laughs) I feel the same way. So, uh, yeah, so let's get into the interview with our guests, unless you have any final thoughts. My final thought is we just wasted an hour and 20 minutes of your life. Good luck getting that back. So join today, and I'm not good at this because we don't have a lot of guests on the podcast, but from Jimmy Eat Pod, not Jimmy Eat World, uh, is David Park. Hello. How you doing? I'm good. Um, yeah, so I mentioned it before, but you guys, you know, like a lot of other podcasts, you picked a name for your podcast that sort of um, makes it easy to find, probably. You use a portion of the band's name. Right. right? And it and it, so it makes it very clear to people, whereas we have Sadie Hawkins pod, and people be like, what is that, a gender politics podcast? <laughs> <laughs> and in some ways so, it is. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, only only your Patreon is a gender politics podcast because right. of the, uh, the... The book that we're going yes. through? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, how you doing? Uh, we're, we're surviving COVID and the fires here in California. We, we live not too far away from each other, so I imagine you right. guys are doing pretty... Just as, just as okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I have a shirt for you as well. I have a Sadie Hawkins pod shirt. That's right. I won the, the size contest. <laughs> That's right. We never, I don't know if we announced it on the podcast, but a couple weeks back, I accidentally ordered an extra shirt for ourselves. And I was like, whoever's a double XL, hit us up on the DMs and claim the shirt. And you were the first to get back. Brady was the second. Brady missed out, but Brady was getting it as a gift for someone else. Oh, okay. So, yeah. You got lots of shirts out there in the wild. I feel like only Justin and I have uh, Jimmy E. Pod shirts. (laughs) Where where do you sell Jimmy Pod shirts? Uh, so yeah, it, it is a link that we only put out on Patreon because while oh, we got okay. the okay from the guy that designed the original headphone merch, he uh-huh. doesn't own the art anymore, and oh, okay. I keep not hearing back from anybody at Kings Road who, uh, the Blink's old merch guy said, yeah, I'm pretty sure the Kings Road handles all their merch, but he didn't know any contacts over there. So we just, in order to keep it kind of safe, we don't, we haven't put the link out publicly because we didn't design our own shirts. I see. Okay. Yeah. I was very cautious of that when we were doing our own merch for the first time. I was like, anything I do has to be really transformed because we're using the ghost, which is, you know, who like that's from the cover of an album of an EP. But I was like, but I redrew it. So I'm like, I mean, maybe that's borderline. That should kind (laughs) of definitely seen like official band merch by actual bands that are like, Clearly, they use cartoons or, you know, logos or something that they don't have the rights to, but they just read, you know, they've redrawn it with their right. bands. I mean, I'm wearing a Reliant K shirt right now that is a... Uh, That's a LaCroix, yeah. The LaCroix shirt that looks <laughs> that says Reliant K. That's cool. So, like, yeah. So, I was like, hopefully this is transformative enough. Like, I'm even... We, we Like, our catchphrase from early in the podcast was, anytime we get a fact wrong for me to say, we are Reliant K fans, by the way. Oh, you that's know? right. I remember that. Yeah. And so uh, David Ketch, the other David that is always interacting with the show, he um, said, like, you guys should make that a shirt. And I was like, yeah, I should. But then when I went, sat down to think about it, I'm like, but it has the words Reliant K in there, mm. you know? And, what you like, do is you put the little registered R. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, we had you on this episode for Crayons Can Melt On Us for All I Can. We haven't done the main episode yet. Right. But you recorded our outro song. Yeah, I, uh, a hit long you time up. ago, so, over a year ago now, I feel like. Yeah, it was. It's been over a year. I think I announced our one-year anniversary when it was actually like 56 weeks because <laughs> I forgot we did a double episode week one time. But um, yeah, you recorded that cover for us like a year ago because we had this idea of ending every episode where we say we just wasted and then we say sing that how long the podcast was and then of your life. In 2020, we've gotten really, really lazy on that. And now we're just airing your... Because you did two versions for us. You did the punk version and you did like the classic piano. Yeah. Like straight up cover. And you also did a, like a 20 second version that's like... That was the than- first one I did because I think I didn't... I don't remember what I did. I think I listened to the song and then I learned the chords and then I never listened to the song again. So I just recorded okay. it. I was like, oh, it's X amount of bars. And it was like twice as long as it needed to be. So it was I, exactly twenty seconds. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I, uh, I think I cut the BPM in half and re-recorded all the parts, and then it was okay. perfect. 
I've still used that 20 second version for like when we need a bed track for some things. And stuff oh like yeah. That. What's the bed yeah. track for your commercial? That's oh, a for cool the new track. Commercial? Yeah. That is, um, is it the piano dreamers? I think it's the piano dreamers. Oh, tribute the album. cover artists. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. candlelight for the song candlelight. I wish we had more of that for Jimmy Eat world. Like we definitely have like the normal people we come across, but mm-hmm. no one that, uh, uh, like, I feel like we haven't done a lot of Sparrow Sleeps covers uh, or songs right. that have covers yet. Um, right. Yeah, we don't come across any of those cool things. We just get a lot of Megan Galding and. Uh... <laughs> right. Is that the fake person on your side? Yeah, yeah. Well, Megan yeah, Galding yeah. has been coming up a lot lately, but what's the other name? It's always the same names that you guys come across. Signy Blanch, Signy Blanford. I don't think we've run across her yet. Okay, and my ours is Lakeisha Kruger. Oh, and we haven't run across Leticia. So yeah, uh, I guess the other one is the one we see all, the most. It's it's like two uh, two accounts, and one of them has the intro music, and one of them doesn't. So okay, yeah. So I don't know my theory on that because this is the, yeah, that's a common theme for both our shows. And I haven't really said this, but you host Jimmy, I said you host Jimmy Eat Pod, but you do the Jimmy Eat World song by song podcast. And we both come across these like songs that are labeled as covers, (laughs) but then they're not. They're like lyric videos. (laughs) Lyric. Oh, that's right. Sorry. Yeah. They're lyric videos. They're labeled as lyric videos and they actually have the lyrics of the song that it says it's supposed to be. But then it's some other like Pond Five stock music, yeah, like bed track music, and it's happened for both of us. So my working theory is, whatever it's it's obviously some sort of weird copy pasta scam thing. Like it's some sort of bot probably generated all these videos. But the only working theory I have is like somebody wanted that stock library on YouTube, right? But they didn't want to label them by the actual track names because maybe that would like help people find that stock music too easily and rip it you know if yeah. they were looking for the real stock music <laughs> i want to find something that sounds like <laughs> reliant right. k and it's uh never like i'm wondering it. if somewhere someone has a spreadsheet of like these stock songs if you ever need them you can rip them off youtube it's labeled as this fake reliant k song and this fake because <laughs> it's not just our band it's like i looked at lakeisha kruger and it's like ario speedwagon right. and like like because it's all our yeah why write your own catalog numbers when you can just use band names and songs as your catalog numbers? yeah that's the only reason i can this i mean that might not that probably isn't even it yeah but they don't make money off of it they're not like we should run um, we should run uh uh shazam on one of the tracks when it plays and see what comes up yeah yeah justin had this idea because on our show what we do is we run uh text-to-speech and we have a robot right. speak the lyrics along with the uh, the instrumental that comes up. And then Justin had an idea of trying to throw it into a vocoder and have it sound like the robot voice is singing in right. key with the song. But it, there's too many uh, too many steps to get it to work. One of these days we'll do okay. it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. When you guys do that, I always think we should start doing that. But that would just be a direct rip off of you guys. Oh, you're allowed. <laughs> it, it's a cover of a lyric video cover. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! So, uh, so I was gonna ask, like, so yeah, so it was, I guess, just so people know how we met. We met because of Blinko Fifty Five. Like, we both live in Los Angeles, and we were both listening to that podcast. And then we met up with other people who listen to that podcast in Los Angeles. And you were telling me at the time about you were working on a Jimmy Eat World podcast, and it hadn't happened yet. And this, and then 
Jessica and I hadn't even thought of doing a Real K podcast, but then one day before you started your Jimmy World podcast, you were like, we know Jessica and I said, let's do a Real K podcast. And then within the month, we had it done. Yeah, you guys were up and running. I, I think it really kicked Justin and I into gear because we were like, it was like uh, like a school project thing where you talk about how cool it would be if, but you never actually right. do that thing. And then you guys did it. We're right. like, Fuck, we should probably do it. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so then I was like, so we were thinking we wanted to do this thing where it's like a parody every week of crayons can melt on us. And I was like, who do we know that can record that? And I thought of you because you had recorded covers and we did like a, I, pr- I produced a, a track that you put up on the free punk lyrics. Blink That's right. Comp and all that stuff. So yeah, so I knew you'd be able to do it and you were able to, and you, yeah, you got it recorded pretty quickly. There's two punk versions. I guess we'll talk about this in because we're going to talk about your versions like in the cover section. We haven't done it yet, but you have you gave us the 20 second piano version, the proper 10 second piano version, the punk version and then a punk version with more guitar slides. (laughs) Were we like really into like pick slides at the time? (laughs) Pick slides. That's right. No. Yeah. I don't know. I think it was like you gave me the punk version. You were like, hold on. I'm going to send you one more version. (laughs) I'm going to update that punk version. And I don't, sometimes I pick the extra pick slide version and sometimes I don't. Yeah. Like I just, I just go back and forth between the three versions that are usable for the pot for every episode. <laughs> and so like people who maybe have more discerning ears can tell which is the pick. Yeah. Slide I always version. wonder like for the softer songs, if you use the piano one and then the more punky version, the punk. That is songs. pretty much what I do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then like, it's sometimes like with the Christmas ones, I just added like, just sleigh bells that weren't particularly in tune or on beat (laughs) they were just in the background yeah and i think what was it there was some song i did where i like messed with the i like messed with the i like bad auto-tune like whatever you would call auto-tuning badly on purpose like Uh i made it sound really bad and i don't remember why i did that was it a song that was off key i don't remember do you remember this jess jessica's over there on her phone (laughs) Somebody must remember. I don't remember anymore. There was an episode where I took David's outro music and I like purposely put it in gold wave and messed with the, like made the, 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 maybe I don't remember anymore. Oh, well. So yeah, so that's, so I take, so I try to do stuff like that when it fits the theme of the previous, of the episode we just did, but yeah, yeah, I I only have limited audio talent, so there's only so much (laughs) we can do. We edit our yeah. show. Uh, well, actually, no. Justin edits our show in Adobe Audition, but every time I take over, I just cut it in Premiere because I can do it really quickly. <laughs> right. Because yeah, I, I don't know audio in... programs. Yeah, I have this same audio program that I've had since Windows ninety five or ninety eight called Gold Wave, and it's continued to be supported to this day. It's kind of got that like, it's what I'm recording in right now as well. Wow. And um, yeah, it's got that. It's got this like. Because um, he's a lame PC user. Yeah, but they still, it's still up today. And it's it's not even like fully nonlinear. It's like a single track. <laughs> but there are like updates and like, you know, proper things that people need nowadays. It's just like, it's still kind of pretty old school. So. That's cool. It's like the yeah. winning up version of an audio recorder. Exactly. It is, it is a lot like Winamp. Like I definitely used gold wave at the same time i was using winamp oh that's tight did yeah. you use a, a special skin for winamp or did you just go uh standard yeah i don't remember any winamp skins that i have i definitely had some i think i had a star trek one at one point Whoa. even though i'm not the i'm not the biggest star trek fan but i like yeah you know, just the aesthetic looks cool as totally. a winamp skin <laughs> and i'm enough of a star trek fan but i remember one time now that you mention it my my mom was like 
my mom was using the computer because it's like a the family computer and she saw something and she liked lord of the rings <laughs> right and she saw something like get this lord of the rings thing for your desktop and she clicked it and she's like oh i don't understand what this is so she uninstalled it what it was 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 a winamp skin oh. and so she uninstalled winamp from the computer which i used all the time so one day i'm just <laughs> i i start winamp and strangely the way she uninstalled it was like she uninstalled the main program but like these sidebars still popped up so like these like controls for you know different volume and stuff were still there Your but the eq is there pro- but no. <laughs> yeah but the core program was gone and i'm like what happened and i and I go to my mom and she's like, oh, I just uninstalled the Lord of the Rings thing. And I didn't, I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, it's not man. even like, yeah, I mean, the, it, and she, I mean, that was like 20 years ago and it's forget, forget it now with like parents and, 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 you know, iOS and Netflix and smart TVs. Oh man. It started right then. Yeah. So, uh, I was going to ask you, so what, so do you have any insight about when you recorded those versions I, aside from... You yeah. started talking about it with the uh, chords and everything. Yeah, I uh, I think I played it on the way into work. And then I was really on this role of like recording music at my desk. And I was really kind of figuring logic out. And I figured a really good workflow out while I would work. I could record, I could set it to loop a measure. So it would be like either a measure or a full phrase. Like, I don't know a bunch of music terminology either. I just kind of know where to put my hands. So I was Uh like, okay, uh, the four chords fit within this amount of time. And I'll loop that at this time signature. And my first note is this. So I'm going to say that the song is in this key. And so what I'll do is I'll go and set that loop with a click or a fake drum track underneath it to follow along. And I'll record that one little bit of four chords maybe 20 times. So I'll have 20 takes of that one thing. What the, okay. way, the way it does is it'll take that the first take and just move it down and move it down and move it down. And while it's looping, it's every version that I play is a take. And I can choose oh, okay. the best one and make that sound the best. And then I'll walk away and go do nine other things at work. And then, oh, I'm about to have lunch. I'll record the next little bit. And your okay. song is so short. I think it's only one progression. So I just recorded that a bunch of times. And so when I came back, I did the bass part. And then I did the piano part. And then I did, oh, let me add a second guitar harmony part. And then I'll put some pick slides on it as another layer. And then by the end of the day, I had the whole song done. So, oh, cool. Um, and since this was since it was instrumental, I didn't have to record any vocals for it because right. usually I'll do, since I do everything here at work, I'll do vocals after everybody goes home so that mm-hmm. nobody can hear me. <laughs> and uh, oh, right, right. I remember one time I did it and like, even right now I'm in the, I'm in this voiceover booth that none of your listeners can see, but like there's this double pane glass and this soundproof door. And then there's a door out to the hallway beyond that in that other room. Uh-huh. Well, I left the pro tools on so the speakers were like super, super loud. So all the editors, when I was done, they were like, oh yeah, no, we heard you. It was cool. <laughs> <laughs> so I get super self-conscious when I have to record vocals here. But your song, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if I did it all in one day or if I didn't realize till the end of the day that it was too slow and then I just did it the next day. But that okay. was back in the day when I'd come to work every day and full right. days. And, and, uh, yeah. and yeah, it felt like, especially if I had only one song to do that day um it was a fun little challenge especially because like i'm not all that familiar with reliant k but Mm -hmm. i love the chord progressions that uh matt puts together 
So mm-hmm. I found it fun to figure out how to play some of those chords. Like uh, he's got oh. like, I don't know if it's a diminished or a minor. Uh, I feel like you have a listener that knows all that stuff. Um, right. But this song has one of those that he does all the time. So I really enjoy okay. figuring out that progression because it's not really my style of playing. And uh-huh. uh, I thought it came out really cool. Yeah, it did. Yeah. And like I said, we've gotten super lazy in 2020. We've been getting, po- I've been posting podcasts up to like the hour before <laughs> midnight when I like to have it out. And then there's been obviously, I mean, I stand by, you know, it's only been less than three times maybe in the year where the episode actually came out a day late. Yeah. So it's like, like we recorded it Tuesday night and I'm like, I'm not editing this and putting it up right away. And then we took those two weeks off to try to catch up and we did a little bit, but not nearly by as much as we wanted. So yeah. The last thing to happen is us recording the vocals every week. And we thought eventually we'd have a nice library of like, you know, we've already, as we do podcasts that are the same length as previous ones, we could just reuse those same vocals. And we have done that once or twice, but it just hasn't happened enough to actually yeah, like work yeah, out totally. that way. So we've gotten lazy, but it's still, your cover is uh, good enough. And I, and I think Reliant K it's great enough. Your your cover is amazing. <laughs> oh, thanks. And it's, rec- yeah. it's, <laughs> and it's recognized around the world. <laughs> yeah. But the, the, the tune should be recognizable to any Reliant K fan so that hopefully the irony of saying, you know, we just wasted your life, they'll, they'll know the lyrics. So even if they don't hear us singing it, they'll still know yeah. like the joke that ends every episode. So I wanted to ask you, like, you kind of, you said it as well. And I actually already kind of know this because we've been talking about it in DM over the last year, but you're not super uh, familiar with Reliant K, but how, like, had you ever listened to them before? Or I love Be My Escape. I like that okay. song a lot. Um, and it was just a band. I honestly think I mixed them up with Andrew or with uh, something corporate. Like, I think okay. they were around at that same time. And right. I was, I was way too cool and punk for something corporate. So because I'd right. written off something corporate, I'd written off Reliant K. So I never really like beyond Be My Escape, which I liked privately, but would never admit it publicly. Um, mm-hmm. Some, something corporate and Reliant K went by the wayside. Then when I fell in love with Andrew McMahon, I just never thought of Be My Escape again. And then mm-hmm. I think when you had mentioned Reliant K a couple times, I was like, oh, wh- what band was that? And then I was like, oh, Be My Escape. I love that song. Really beyond that, I hadn't heard any of their stuff. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I mean, the thing is, I didn't listen to something corporate either. And that's for pretty much the same reason. Like I didn't like, there were mall punk the bands you could call like mall punk or hot topic punk or like like two pop punk or whatever that i wouldn't like for those reasons like this is a punk band for my sister this isn't a punk band for me you know <laughs> yeah and something corporate so i did and like some of them i think i did that unfairly and some of them i probably maybe did fairly but uh yeah i didn't like something corporate for sort of the same reason and then i always would put something corporate in the starting line together in my head for oh some yeah like, i could see I, that for sure yeah i didn't discover just, the starting line until a couple years ago and it was so fun okay. to discover like a very 2003 pop punk record for the first time in like 2016 and i was right. like going it was like blowing my mind how good it was <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so i i just like but, but since and maybe if i had found reliant k late i could have been on that same Thing basically like I'm trying to think of any other bands that w- would be like something corporate or Reliant K or Starting Line where I didn't shouldn't have given them a fair chance, but I did because there are definitely what? bands uh, like that. I, like, feel like I mean, a- like Blink One Eight Two is just like the biggest band in that sort of thing. But then again, I was listening to them from Cheshire Cat, so it's like, and I was gonna say the same thing about Reliant K is like since I was listening to them from their first album, and there's like that barrier of you know getting it from Christian bookstores and yeah. 
it was more pop rock than pop punk and stuff. Like I just kind of liked it. It was a little dirtier production. Like I liked it. So I was with them all the way up until they were suddenly, you know, being yeah. sold as this like pop punk group. This was later, but I'd, I, I can't remember the name. So much love in you is the big song. It was also a piano pop, like power pop song. Okay. And I feel like that guy is like super Christian too. So I wondered if that was a, a band that you had gotten into. I can't think of the name right now. Everybody's probably going nuts. Um, my buddy Brandon uh, produced the video and that was how I became familiar with them. But it's a really cool video. Like every, like all these, uh, like I feel like acrobats and musicians and stuff are crawling out of this guy's piano. He's definitely in the same loft space as the, uh, as that Christian television show that you po- brought up a couple episodes ago. It's like the same loft space. Oh. This music video is shot. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 The, 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 the revolution TV. Yeah. <laughs> When I type in so much loving you, there's so many songs. By so that. much love particular... in you. Oh, so uh, much love in you. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Hey, got so much love in you. South, 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 south. The Almost. Is it The Almost? Is that what it's called? The Rocket Summer. The Rocket Summer, yeah. Yes. I feel like I that's like that. a Christian band. Yes, they are. I saw them. I never... Do you... Did you own any Rocket Summer? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I... Yeah, I saw them live. I took Jessica. To, she liked them more. I had just not checked them out. I wasn't against them or anything. But yeah, now that I figured that out, I just never knew any of their song titles. I think I saw them at Cornerstone, Florida, right? Yeah. Yeah, we saw them at Cornerstone, Hell yeah. Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw like a, a 10 or 15 year anniversary show at the Roxy. Uh, and that the guy in that band, I guess he just hires musicians. But this show, okay. I think he did everything tracks. So it was just him on stage and like with okay. like a MIDI switcher. It was a really cool show. Okay. Interesting. Anyway, we were yeah. talking about I haven't, thought, I haven't thought about them in a while. Scene, yeah. Yeah. Oh. That was me. I said it to my, my phone went to low battery mode. That's okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So, um, yeah. Um, I think that was mainly all the stuff I wanted to ask you about. So you're doing Jimmy Pod. Yes. Um, uh, I'm sort of wrapping up, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, <laughs> what episode... Is this This episode comes out this week, right? Yeah, this will come out this Wednesday, uh, Tuesday into so Wednesday. what episode do we have coming out this week? This week is uh, Night Drive. And then next okay. week we're going all the way back to one of their demos uh, that we haven't done in a long time. And we discovered that it's actually not Jimmy Eat World, but it's enough of the members that we still count it. Right. <laughs> and it's part of like the band's lore. So. Right. Yeah. I think eventually we're going to do Matt Thiessen and the Earthquake songs like in the main show. Nice. As we start running out of songs, we'll start filling in, <laughs> slowing down the. Well, Earthquake was an offshoot band though, right? Not That wasn't a before Reliant K band, right? That was like a concurrent with Reliant K. Right. Like, from my understanding, and I kind of know this from talk when they were more accessible at shows, is he was writing so many songs that he created this side project called Matisson Earthquakes. And it was around for years. It was around from when, um, not that, the, I don't know if you, this is the context you'd understand, but it was, it was around from when Dave and Brian were in the band, like 2002 and maybe even earlier. And it was just like anything he was writing that he wanted to not do in Reliant K like do solo he was making it an earthquake song yeah and then sometimes he'd write a song that was like so good or whatever they'd be like okay this is a real nk song yeah but then it took him 20 years to actually release officially a full-length matisse and the earthquakes like my understanding of matisse and the earthquakes in the early 2000s was it was maybe going to be something kind of like page of the lion or something yeah but in the end it was like not like that at all it was it's like i don't even know what kind of music technically the final 
album is, but it's a lot more earthy, a lot more like not country, but sort of like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it, yeah, Jimmy Eat World has... Uh, well, did any Earthquake songens ever become Reliant K songs where they exist in both? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. So Jimmy Eat World, uh, Jim Adkins did a thing called Go Big Casino for a while, which has now just mm-hmm. become Jim Adkins. And there's definitely right. a few songs that became Jimmy Eat World songs. So sometimes we'll talk about them on the Jimmy Eat World episodes, and then we're doing Go Big Casino and side project stuff on the Patreon. So Right. And uh, Mike Carrera, there's stuff in their discography that you'd hear in MXPX, like, because they had their, like, power pop, stripped down emo sort of band called Arthur. It was literally oh, right, the members. Right, right, right. Yeah. It was, it was like, emo is kind of not really a fair assessment. I don't think they ever thought of it as emo, but it got marketed as emo. And it was, like, the all the same members of the band of MXPX, but they were just, like, slower, like, slightly chunkier songs so they called it a different band but then like as that band started to go away you can hear those kind of songs in other mxpx albums yeah. and then the same thing when he mike carrera did a country an alt country band called tumble down which uh-huh. is still technically they're still not they're still not technically broken up like you know he arthur he said they're never going back to but tumble down is still technically around but then anytime you hear like an mxpx song with a slight like country twist you're like was this a tumble down song like a shuffle in the drums and stuff yeah like that. <laughs> yeah yeah so um yeah so where could people check out uh your jimmy so, world yeah. stuff I, we're always talking about you on our show and oh you yeah mentioned and, us, on your and show. us you um yeah so yeah we're jimmy pod everywhere um that was the one thing we jumped on was we were like oh we have a name let's just get all the socials for it and then right uh, and so uh yeah we're we're jimmy pod on facebook instagram twitter mostly active on instagram and twitter and uh jimmy pod.com cool yeah we have sadie hawkins pod.com and i haven't done anything with it yet and it's been a year i haven't re- i need yeah. to renew it <laughs> we were nerdy enough that uh our website our podcast feed is inherent on the website existing so really our website oh, okay. is just a landing page for the episodes oh, right. to go up um because yeah we uh we didn't go with like libsyn or pod podbean or anything like that so right i know we did that but we had a previous podcast which we talk about sometimes but i did the whole diy podcast <laughs> rss feed oh, and i'm like I am, oh my god i am never doing that again <laughs> oh, that's what i told justin too i was like hey if you want to do this i'm really sorry but i don't want to do any of the web portion and he's a right. teacher he, that's what he actually teaches so uh-huh. he was totally he had never done it before but i remembered enough and said oh i think it's this and i think it's this and i think it's this and he was off to the races so it worked out yeah. well and he was like hey i'm down not to have another monthly payment so right yeah <laughs> I was perfectly fine paying 15 bucks a month or something like that to not have to do that work. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. And anyway. it would technically, yeah, it would be cheaper if I paid by the year, but I keep forgetting to do that. Anyway. All right. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, thank you for so having much. me on. It was very exciting to be yep. on. <laughs> Great. Thank you. Yeah. Just wasted an hour and 20 minutes of your life. Good luck getting that back.